Meteorologist Joe Bastardi here, the American Storm, with episode nine of the American Storm. And um, I'm joined by uh, the voice of everything that's anything, uh, Penn State, at least <laughs> until we beat Michigan this week, uh, Jeff Byers. Yeah, looking forward to that Michigan game coming off of the Maryland game. Well, you know, Jeff, Michigan seems like a young man's dreams. The Isles and the Bays are for sportsmen. Farther below, Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The anniversary of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is November 11th. It is not quite with the uh, Ohio State fans singing their song about <laughs> Michigan, but we'll keep that off of the podcast. And, of for... course, <laughs> the legendary American girl is here, as she's her daddy's girl. <laughs> Can you say Can yeah, you say hey, what's up? Uh, I'm here. Uh, and you know what I love about the American girl? She knows that how fanatical I am about the fight in Texas Aggies. <laughs> and another... You know, you Penn State fans out there, and I'm a, I'm a huge Penn State fan. I mean, I wrestled here, went to school here, uh, and, you know, knew all football players here. But you don't know how good you have it. And, and I mean, 38-35, we threw a pick going in. Uh, I, I just can't. But Jesse has a Texas A&M shirt mm-hmm. on tonight, which shows – how much she loves her daddy. Opportunities mm. missed. Opportunities missed. Well, it's a big week of football. We are going to talk some football later. But tonight's quiz question. Someone give me the definition of climate justice. Jesse, you try that one first. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't have anything. Do you um. have anything for climate justice? Climate justice. Is it like universal basic income where you have universal basic ability, like like you just want to redistribute money so that you can defend yourself against the elements? Is it some I, type I, of socialist, I, like you have the right to, de- you know what I mean? It uh, felt like there was some justice uh, off of the uh, the coast of New Jersey last week, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, that's, that's never going to go. They'll, no. That, that, that governor will, that, that it's unbelievable over there. You know what was funny? At my high school reunion, um, there were a lot of people there that when I was younger, well, I was a Democrat when I was younger anyway. You know, everybody was. But they were militant against it, like people I wouldn't think would be militant against it. In fact, it was everybody. And um, it's interesting what the uh, the governor of New Jersey is saying. is say, well, basically, we're going to blackmail you. And you're going to have to do this or something. I don't know. The company, I think, decided it's no good for the environment, which it isn't any good for the environment. It is the reason whales are dying because it screws up with their sonar. But that just shows you the hypocrisy of these people. And as far as climate justice goes, this is just another can of worms to open lawsuits up for nothing. Uh, And uh, the reason I brought that up is because... Uh, the situation in the Middle East, apparently the situation with Hamas does involve climate justice, that they're claiming that climate change is uh, uh, causing hardships. And I went and I looked, and over the last 15 years, there's been no significant change in temperature or precip in Palestine, uh, what's known as Palestine, in Israel. But this is a, the gibberish that's going on. 
And it's amazing how many people buy into it. Don't need facts, just need emotion. Uh, well, yeah, don't sp- let the facts get in the way of a good story. Speaking of emotion, <laughs> any of you have eco-anxiety? Because we have, we've had a rise, uh, not only in the depression from you know, coming off COVID, but climate anxiety, eco-anxiety. Yeah, have you guys heard about this? I know people who don't want to have kids because they don't want to bring their kid into, like, they think the world's so messed up, be it from climate or whatever, that they don't want to have kids. I know a lot of people like that, girls but, my age. Uh, uh, they're, they're, so what I, they, that might be a form of anxiety. What they're doing, I think, is abuse. I think they've abused the whole generation. Do you oh, know yeah. where, the, where human beings inhabit the earth? We have all the global weather stations. It's only 0.12 Fahrenheit above normal. How can anybody detect that? You can't, but that's, I, I mean, the, I certainly do not have, I have anxiety, but not over climate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got plenty of other things to get uh, worked up about. Uh, but listen, I, I do think it is part, I, I think it is deliberate. Uh, and it's not just with climate, but if you can generate genuine fear, right, you can get people to, to react. If I'm genuinely scared that if I don't do something, something bad is going to happen, that is going to get me to act to prevent what I think could be the catastrophe uh, from occurring. So, yeah, I, I mean, know, but- I do think it's it's very deliberate that and it's the thing that's frustrating for me is it is this overstating the crisis and i get hyperbole i'm a sportscaster hyperbole is part of the business Mm -hmm. but when you consistently are hey in 10 years from now new york city is going to be underwater because of climate change and then 10 years go by and it's not underwater. It's the same as it's always been. In 10 years, this is going to happen. And then that doesn't happen. At some point, do you not have to start taking ownership of, okay, we keep selling a bill of goods. Even if you buy in and you think it is a genuine concern, maybe not stating that we're 10 years away from the end of existence when clearly that is not the case. Uh, well, not I, the, from climate, but maybe from well, other yes. things. Yeah, well, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pattern distortion across the board. For instance, inflation's at 3.9%. That's not that bad, right? And, and Joe, uh, okay, Joe Biden's taken all this credit for. In the meantime, he pumped prices up so much higher that that 3.9% is coming off a much higher base rate. And see, this, and this is what I, I cannot deal with, with these people that tell partial truths, right? The economy's great, it's doing great, it's getting better. No, it's not, because people's income isn't keeping up with that. It's not only that, Joe. You look at what they keep doing with the revi- revising the, the numbers. They, they keep revising the numbers <laughs> down from the previous jobs reports. It's like, uh, you know, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but, I mean, they've revised them down from the last two previous reports by 100,000. I mean, that, that is not an inconsequential number. But that's what I'm saying. Number. This is a strategy with climate, too. Yes. They tell uh, a lie. 
people believe it, enough people believe it, and then if it's retra- even if it is retracted, no one cares. Yes, because the story initially is always bigger than the, the retraction, and, and they know this. And you know, I uh, I mean, you can go back to any number of stories, climate related and not climate related, and find examples of the you know it's just it's if a man is accused of rape it doesn't matter if six months later it's like nope he he was actually yeah, found we, not, not yeah. guilty his name was splashed well all every over man's the, the a potential newspapers. rapist mm. i mean it's it's just so that yes once that story gets out there hey 300,000 jobs were created. Man, I heard that in the news over the summer. Oh, yeah, they revised it. It was actually 200,000. I, I mean, these are significant changes. It's not minor little, obviously, you might miss 2,000 over the course of the country here mm-hmm. or there. 100,000. I mean, that is deliberately yeah. inflating numbers because you know you are looking for good news, and then you know that when you correct that a couple of months later, it will get a blurb, but people aren't re- reading the blurbs. So they're fat. reading the yeah, back. The, the base price of gasoline, for instance, look at gas has come down. The base price keeps going higher and higher. The spikes, they retreat to a certain level. They can't get below that. And you've, you've drained the strategic oil reserve to try to you know keep the prices down last year and even this year. They keep pumping that in. This is a this is a fiasco, and it, it's the same story across the board. A, a lot of uh, you know the, the podcast climate and weather first, but I I, I want to talk about linkage. I, I'll give you an example. Michael Mann is suing Mark Stein. This has been eleven years that Mark Stein has had to fight off this lawsuit, right? And. How is it that that didn't, it's what they call a, uh, it's like a slap situation, I guess they call it, where someone sues you to scare you, to scare everybody else, all right? Make an example of every, well, if you're going to say that my hockey stick is this or that, guess what? And all Stein was saying. So they did that to Alex Jones. Yeah, all Stein was saying was that, that I want to see your data. How come we can't see your data, Right. Oh, the, the, data, the data is mine. Well, we want to see it. The one thing you folks, whether you like me or not, if you look at Weatherbell or you look on Twitter, I show you everything I'm looking at. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's the way things are. But I show, I show my work all the time. If you're going to be saying and doing these things, okay, that takes 11 months. What about Hunter Biden? How, how is it, and by the way, he just made a huge mistake. He just came after Tony Bobolinsky, claiming Tony's lying. And what's, what's amazing about that statement is anyone that knows Bobolinsky, ever done business with Bobolinsky, knows that this is one person that may be incapable of not st- uh, swinging straight. And I'll tell you the reason. I mean, the reason he basically got upset was because people were deceived, deceived him, right? So, and but how long has it taken Hunter Biden? Meanwhile, you know, Trump's going to trial overnight over here. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. what happened today, but with with him, it's like lightning fast. This uh, this crypto guy, 
He got within a year. So how is it some things are delayed? So circle back to climate. How is it you shoot your mouth off about stuff and then nobody ever hears about it after you're wrong? By the way, the first, the first, uh, the first uh, New York City underwater was supposed to be by 2000. Uh, yeah. by James Hansen, that the West Side Highway would be underwater. Now, I happen to agree with James Hansen on something. He's the so-called godfather uh, of, um, of global warming. All right. Uh, you know, he, he, he's the one in 1988 that had the testimony that we all should be dead by now. But Hansen and I both agree on this. If you're really serious about this, nuclear power. It's just, it's absolutely, the state of Texas has built a circling firing squad for their energy system down there where the, uh, the wind and solar are supplying the power for the natural gas generators that push the gas through, right? Well, if the wind and solar goes down, how are you going to do that? Like all those Obama error administration uh, directives to the EPA and to these states were, well, you got to do this. You got to use X amount of wind and solar. So if your wind and solar is supposed to supply the energy for the natural gas, what happens when it goes down, right? And uh, so all this stuff is convoluted. I'm just, I'm always amazed at what I look at. I'm not even asking for common sense. That's too much to ask for. I'm asking for stop the insanity of 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 what you're what you're seeing and doing with what's going on because I I don't know how long it can go on. I it cannot go on much longer and and expect the economic forces to hold up. Yeah, well, it's I, a, I mean I, that that is clear. It's a sad situation because uh, you know a lot of people come up for football games and I talk to them and uh, people I know and their spouse and I am just absolutely amazed at how little they actually have looked. Do they care? I don't think they do. They've got a lot of money most of them. Yeah, so So, it's like there's a difference between not caring and not knowing. You know, because some people care and they want to go find the right information but it's difficult and then I find a lot of people don't care about things that are threatening in the future. You know what I mean? Like people my age. It's like, oh, that doesn't affect me directly or like, like I don't know. I a lot of people only care when it gets them fired up. Uh because yeah. they like to argue or when it starts to affect them directly by ways of costing them money. Or yeah. you know, so but you it's it's we talk about this a lot. How many things can you care about or do you like I don't. It, there's just so, 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 so many things, but the thing about it is, is it all ties into climate because the, it's the same. It's it seems to be the same tactic, um, partial truths and all that jazz. Just the way they go about. Um, I don't know. It seems like manipulating people, and it's just like it's just there's so much to care about. It's like if you don't care about Israel Hamas or you don't know everything about it, you're a bad person. If you don't care about um, shootings in this manifesto that came out like two hours ago uh, where you're a bad person. They're not covering it. If you don't care about climate or um, or the climate justice it, uh, or you don't care about the fact that 
they're misleading you. It's just like there's just so much to care about every single day. It's like where do I even direct my attention? It's just overload, you know? Well, yeah, I think it is. And what what I've been um, listening to a lot of, uh, to be blunt about, Joel Osteen of late and a bunch of other things and uh, you've got to narrow your vision to the things that are important to I know, you. And I'm not, not, right. not to interrupt you again, but I'm not saying it's a good thing that people don't care. I think a lot of people are just like don't have a fire inside of them anymore. It's just like exhausting. Yeah, the key is to care and yet still stand, uh, you know, uh, as far as that goes. Um, but it, it is a it is a what I don't like is there all these people that don't care. They vote a certain way, yeah. and then I have to, I have to, uh, you know, put up with what they're saying, mm-hmm. I, and, and it's just absolutely amazing. It's like you're, you're. All right, I'm fine with being ignorant until I have until it's time to get my opinion, you know, and then yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, uh, the the thing is this. Okay, l- let's say we're three people that pay attention to things, and we actually do the thing where you write down the issues. Look at the issues and decide which candidate is closer to your ideas. Your vote's instantly negated by someone that just, you know, whatever. I think, you know what, this is, this, I think there should be means testing for voting. You've got to have paid taxes, at least paid taxes, served your country. And that's another thing. Wait, but if, you, you haven't served your country. No, but I'm saying pay, you have to or? pay, pay, no. One or the other. Oh, that's okay. I know. That's what All I'm right. saying. Yeah. No, if you pay, uh, do you know? I went back and looked at how much taxes I paid over my life. I mean, I'm not going to say exact. I'm like, are you kidding me? I did put a lot of skin into the game, right? Mm-hmm. If you served your country, this is this. If you served your country, even if you weren't an American citizen, if you served the United States, I think you should be able to vote, right? It should be something. You can't just you can't just be someone that doesn't give a darn, doesn't care. You know, we got Taylor Swift out there trying to register, what, 18-year-olds? For what? What do they know? I mean, there's got to be some kind of test to say, you know what? You want, you love your country. You want to do things for your country. That's why the COVID thing was such a great test. It was a great test, and we failed it miserably. We decided that it wasn't it w- uh, you, you couldn't have the guts to at least show up and vote, and then that allowed all the other stuff to go on. See, it's about it's about actually actually searching for truth. Now, well, I, can I on. interrupt? I'm, there's like a what what I was saying is people don't care. It's like there's like a I don't know if it's generational or whatever it is, but I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast about this one guy who he works with like Elon Musk he runs open AI and they were talking a lot about AI but he was saying like it's crazy how there's such a lack of like entrepreneurial spirit in in young people like he was citing that he was a in like he on he invested in companies upstarts whatever and they're all older people who are starting businesses meanwhile when it was his age he's i don't know how old he is and he's in like his 30s or 40s or whatever but like he no young people are taking risks to start businesses these days like very few or like there's no 
um, passion. There's not a lot of passion. Well, there's not the teaching of individual thought. I know. So there's not a lot of passion. I think that's why people don't get upset when it's like, no, you're hiding the truth from me. I think a lot, if like a lot of people are, if they hear, oh, the truth is being hidden from me in the news, I think they're just like, mm, that sucks. And then they go about their day, which is wrong. You know, I think the root of, obviously the, the whole foundation of America is like gr- entrepreneurial, individual yeah, like but isn't passion, that foundation uh, uh, trying to be destroyed? I know that's what I'm saying. It, I, I'm, I know, but no, but I'm saying it's on purpose. I know that that, that you're being taught things to go along to get along. Remember, or they're ha- getting wrong or getting mad at the wrong thing. Like, oh, I'm so like white privilege and racial, like like just stuff like that. Like, it's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like people are angry, but they're angry at the wrong thing. Remember mm. what happened to you and and uh, no in, when when uh, the teacher was bringing up what was going on in the Middle East, and you uh, you read what them the rocks. This was back at when you were uh, junior high. I don't remember. And, oh, yeah. You came home and said, our teacher, I started arguing with our teacher on what was going on in the Middle East because you knew the exact story, and they were, they were teaching the bottom line. And finally, the teacher says... Um, uh, well, when we're not going to talk about it anymore. I don't know if you remember it, but I remember mm. you coming home and telling me that I, I was very proud of you. I remember arguing a lot. What? Yeah. I remember arguing a lot. But, but uh, you know, getting back to this, okay? Uh, look, w- there's a lot of stuff off subject from climate, right? Is there? I- is it different from climate? You've got stop oil now protesters that know absolutely nothing. You have people, you have people that will sit in the middle of a road. And rely on you not to pick them up and throw them out or run them over or ever, just to back traffic up for miles and miles. Never mind, there might be someone that is being rushed to the hospital. And they think they should get away with it. And this is what I'm talking about. This is absolute insanity. Well, they with- think that, remember that famous picture of that dude standing in front of tank, a tank man? The famous picture? Yeah, right? in China. Yeah, that's what they think they're doing. They think there's, like, there's no... They're, they don't have any grand causes to fight for, you know, so they may manipulate their own because people don't like they don't have a sense of meaning. You know, that that's a very interesting situation because what those people do in climate, think about what they're doing now. They are sitting there provoking a reaction. All right. What they want is for the police to come out or someone and just physically pick them up know, like and show, that. show what bullies they uh, the police are. Well, what does that remind you of, except it's on a much grander scale? Reminds me of people going in and butchering 1,400 people, and then when the response comes, oh, it's too much, or it's whatever, Hmm. right? But it's not even... Because in Tiananmen Square, they were fighting for freedom. Yeah. These people are actually fighting for less choice. Yeah. <laughs> less opportunity. It's to, amazing. To, for them, for all of us, to, to be able to choose our path. Listen, if, if you want to, if, if you can get it through, you know, your local ordinances and whatever, and you want to p- put up a wind farm or uh, you want to put up solar panels, uh, I mean, more power to you. But... To demand that nobody else get the choice to use oil and gas, which we know how to extract now because we've been doing it for a long time. That we know now how to do safely. We obviously, obviously clearly 
don't know uh, how to safely uh, and effectively uh, mine the products for the solar panels or <laughs> get the the, uh, the wind turbines uh, so that they are limiting the impact on nature. Uh, and that is one of the, the frustrations to me is that this country has always been about personal choice. You want to throw your life away, that is, that's on you. I mean, it's an unfortunate choice, but it's your life. You get to, to, we are now dictating that, nope, we don't want you to have the opportunities that are out there. We'll tell you which ones we're going to let you have. It, it is just so, that, so that, antithetical to what the American it, dream if, is. If you talk to people from the Eastern Bloc, and I talk to a lot of them. They're like, what are you people doing? Right? Like they cannot understand what they see. I do want to switch into the weather here. Yes. Okay. Because there's some interesting things going on. First of all, tomorrow night, uh, if you go on the Blue Hill Observatory's site, you can sign up for the webinar in winter because I'll be doing that tomorrow night. So if you want to hear that. But speaking of winter, there's a pretty interesting argument going on, I guess, between me and uh, people who know better than me. Now, there's something called stratospheric warming. And I first learned this from the great Elliot Abrams back in the early 90s. We were working one morning. I come into work, and he goes, hey, look at this paper on 10, mil 10 millibar warming, uh, a stratosphere, right? And I looked at it, and so, you know, Elliot and I both – well, Elliot won't admit it, but I will. We love when the weather goes nuts, right? <laughs> Elliot was more under control. So, you know, I'd be, I'd be searching for 10 millibar warming all the time during the winter to see if it was. What happens is when it warm. think about this. When it warms in the stratosphere, you expand the stratosphere, which means you have to contract the troposphere, which means pressures have to build – if pressures build across Canada, the North Pole, then guess what happens? It means it's going to be very cold in the United States. So there's a lag period with this. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It doesn't – if the 10 millibar warming occurs, it's not like, oh, the next day it's cold. It takes 30 to 60 days. Well, we got a big event that's going to be starting at the beginning of December, end of November, beginning of December. At least I interpret it as a big event because – it looks like everything I've studied before. Now, the, the, the experts on this, the guys that have really done the research and work, are, are saying this is not a stratospheric warming event. And I'm looking at this going, okay, let's call it a Bastardi warming event. If it's a, the temperature rises 50 degrees Celsius. Why are they saying it's not? Because they have certain criteria mm. that this isn't meeting. One is the switching of the wind at 10 millibars of wind instead of being what we call zonal. or Why out of the isn't way. the wind switching? Because you're reversing. When you're warming things, you're reversing it. And, and what I'm looking at, and so it's fascinating because I've got, especially in January, I got, oh, man, this, and I think it's going to roll in around, um, like, uh, I think December is going to be mild the first two weeks. And then we're going to see it really start to go. White Christmas? I, I think there's a good chance for a white Christmas in a lot of places this year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a white Thanksgiving around here. But that's a that's another story. Because 
what will happen is it'll get colder for Thanksgiving and then warmer for the first couple of weeks of December. And I have a warm December forecast overall, but I believe the last 10 days of the month really start to rock and roll. That would coordinate with the stratospheric warming. And you've got a couple of models, especially there's a model called the JMA, Japanese model. I, you know what? I probably should shut my mouth on it because people will start looking at it. People ignore it all the time. And I'm sitting there looking at it going, this has got a great track record. I mean, it's a real – and it shows the brutal, the brutal January and February setting up. European, European looks good. It doesn't look as extreme as the JMA. But the JMA model l- links up with the upper air weather pattern or the, the, the evolution of that 10 millibar warming – except it started about three weeks earlier in in 1976 for 1977. So we started getting cold in December. But it links up with the same kind of overall pattern. So there's a big debate going because National Weather Service, I mean, we have uh, New York one to two below normal with 26 to 35 inches of snow. We have Washington, D.C., three below normal. And we have them with, I think, 25 to 32. This is well above normal snowfall. Right. And below normal temperatures. That's not the implication behind a lot of the forecasts I'm seeing, not the implication of um, of uh, I, I don't know what the weather service is forecasting. You know why they issue probabilities, but they got the entire country painted warm in the probabilities, So that looks like a warm idea. And it may be right. And I'm not saying these other guys are wrong. I'm saying there is a big, big debate going on. Now, this is a true debate uh, as far as that goes. So I've been forced to say, okay, because uh, guys start hammering me left and right on Twitter. And I, my, my weather mafia reports to me. I say, all right, it's not a stratospheric warming event. It's a Bastardi warming event. And what I do is I will show you all the Bastardi warming event analogs. And then that's what it's based on. All right. That's the first thing. Second thing is. The second, what we call the second severe weather season is going to crank in about 10 to 15 days because we're going to get very warm in the central part of the country and the jet's going to come crashing underneath and through. And so the area from, I mean, I'm expecting all sorts of heavy rain and severe weather uh, the week before Thanksgiving to break out. So I, I want to let people understand what's going on there because when, the, of course, when you see a tornado in November, you say, oh, my gosh. But there's actually a second season that we see in November and December where you still have very warm air source out of the Gulf of Mexico, which is very warm. But you start getting the jet stream. The winter jet stream starts to cut through. So we want to we want to talk about that as far as looking toward that situation there. Um, but there's a lot of. Uh, this winter is absolutely the most unique winter I've seen because you have a very strong El Nino in in certain ter- in one of the El Nino standards. We have something called the Oceanic Nino Index, and it's a very strong one. That's a, the warmth of the water. But the responses in the atmosphere around it are of a much weaker El Nino, which is significant because... The weaker the El Nino is, the better the chance for the cold and stormy 
uh, weather in the United States. The Super Ninos, uh, 97-98 was one, for instance. And that didn't even snow in the eastern part of the United States. 72-73, 82-83. Although 82-83, there was the blizzard in February. So in 2015-16, you had the blizzard in January. So those are like one-hit wonders. But what I'm more worried about is you get into a two-, three-, four-week pattern in the middle of winter where it's just one storm after another coming out and through. I also made a statement uh, that I think the period December 1, 2023 to December 1, 2024 could be the most costly period of weather for the southeast Gulf Coast on record because I expect these El Nino storms this year to be very vigorous, cutting across the south with a lot of nor'easters, all right? Now, not all nor'easters have snow, so keep that in mind. If all of them have snow this winter, you're going you're gonna to build a glacier over New York City, but I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen, all right? You know, like I, I'd be predicting 260 inches of snow or something. But, um, but, but the hurricane season next year, I, I, I think it's, it's – 05, 17, 20, and 21 all rolled into one year. Now, this is an election year coming up, mm. right? You can bet your bottom dollar that that whole situation, if I'm right, and this is what's odd about it, the guy that doesn't believe in man-made global warming <laughs> is making the prediction that nobody is going to listen to. How many people listen to podcasts? We don't even know. we got X amount of subscribers on Weatherbell. I found out from some people that uh, some of the stuff I tweet is not, they're not seeing it. So I don't know. Hmm. So, so uh, uh, compared to the population of the United States, maybe to some of you weather weenies, you'll remember it. Especially if I'm wrong, then you'll really remember it. <laughs> but uh, to, to the population... This is what happens. Someone actually says something that's true, not anybody knows about, that when something happens, people who have no idea of, of what I'm saying or looking at right now then come out and say, see, it's because of man-made climate change. So uh, I, I did want to get that in, and uh, there's a, it's, a, it's absolutely uh, you know, I, I personally, I'm thanking God that the planet's a little bit warmer because it's just unbelievable how much we have to look at, how blessed we are, and how how challenging it is. Uh, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a very good wrestler, as we all know, but this is what I was made to wrestle at, and I get to wrestle every day. I mean, it's just it's just like crazy. You know, so uh, very, very challenging stuff coming up, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully you follow us at Weatherbell. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, check that webinar out tomorrow, and I'll be shooting my mouth off. I've already shot my mouth off in New York City on Piscobo's show a half dozen times. So, Well, we will definitely be following the uh, <clears throat> the winter and see, see what the hurricane season is like. Yeah, I we ran will in, remember. I ran into another hunter. In fact, two of them. One of them's Levi on the wrestling team, and uh, the other was a, is a forester from Penn State. And he says they've never seen deer. Both of them said they've never seen deer so fat. And um, that that's that's okay. supposedly just folklore stuff. But think about it. And and part of the reason is 
we have an unbelievable amount of acorns this year. Now, that would naturally mean that there's probably going to be more um, oak trees. It also likely means is there's less deer mortality because the deer, and I've been told this, have not been wandering into the cornfields. Or and, maybe they're just stronger and, and tougher and they and, can take No, hits. and so they're not crossing the road. You know that when it comes to uh, cornfields, that is uh, – people should understand what they really are. They're deer – that's a deer fraternity house, right? So what happens is all these deer in the cornfield, and uh, to pledge that fraternity, you have to wait till you see a lights of a car, and then they push you out in the road. Have <laughs> <laughs> you make it? See, I thought they were trying to ban the the hazing by the deer. I, I, that's, no uh, more they're, they're deer. You know, the old joke. In trouble. Hey, I heard the deer are armed this year. You know? <laughs> so you know, deer, deer. I, I don't know if you ever saw Tommy Boy. Oh yeah, but, I mean deer. Deer are you know. Big, I mean, they'll crash through your window. They'll do anything they want. You know, they're not the little, oh, look at that. There's Bambi out there. So it's like a, a terrorist Bambi or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they can do some damage. All right. I think this is going All on right. just about long enough. Next week, we'll be able to talk about the big win over Michigan. Exactly. And more on <laughs> this white Thanksgiving that you're threatening us with. Let's go. Yeah, like what if I was Winter's actually coming. right about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Signing off. I, 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 you guys sign off first and then I'll sign off last. That was our sign no, off. I've, I'm out of here. We out of here. All right. We out of here. And uh, so we're signing off episode nine here. Uh, for those of you who were offended, you probably should have turned it off before you <laughs> turned it on. But I don't like anyone being offended. I want people to enjoy their lives and enjoy their weather because it's the only weather you got.